I think, yeah, taking a break was just, like, really good for me. Just because I had been stressing about so much. And, well, I can't interview this person because they won't text me back. I don't have any photos. I can't, like, the story's not done. I can't do any of this. And I would just sit there and look at it. I want to... We want to put out a book that's positive and still reflects the year because like this has been a big thing and when you look back in 40 years and you're like oh yeah I remember my senior year when the coronavirus hit and <laughs> yeah thinking about it more positively and more like in the future and how people are going to reflect back on this in 30 40 years when they're like showing it to their kids. Hey everyone it's good to be back with you for another episode of the Yearbook Wise podcast. We are uh, still stuck at home, as I imagine most of you are, and uh, knowing that um, the, the first two episodes of kind of yearbooking under coronavirus were so well received, um, I appreciate the feedback and hearing from so many of you. I wanted to take an opportunity to talk to the students and check in with students around the country to see what they've been up to and how their staffs are handling uh, yearbooking in the uh, the era of the, the pandemic. Um, we talked to three different uh, editors here, actually four, four editors uh, from three different staffs. Um, you're gonna hear from Texas, California, and Colorado. No outro at the end of this episode other than to say you know how to get in touch. It's at uh, iteachyearbook at gmail.com. And certainly you can find the podcast on Twitter uh, at, at yearbookwise. I want to remind you, too, uh, on the front side, there are lots and lots of resources uh, being collected uh, and put out there by yearbook companies, by JEA, by software manufacturers like Adobe. Um, They're offering uh, licenses to Creative Cloud. If your students uh, attend a school that itself was a licensee, um, schools, districts can help uh, coordinate, you know, your, your, your district tech person can, can help you uh, get those licenses in the hands of your students. So there's, there's lots and lots of potential out there, um, many, many more resources than I can just rattle off uh, right now, but would encourage you to uh, be in touch if you're coming up short on tracking some of that down or otherwise. Uh, check out the resources at jea.org and uh, again, touch base with your rep from your yearbook company to see if they've got resources, content, uh, information on how to handle visuals and other coverage uh, that you might be able to drop into your book at this point. But uh, I think it's time to get into these conversations uh, with these editors. If you are uh, an advisor out there listening, I think you'll find the the listen a helpful one to hear how these staffs are confronting their work, uh, being off-site from school, some of the creative solutions that they're applying to their coverage. And um, I think it's just helpful to hear stories of, of, you know, not being alone in all of this. Uh, but I do hope on the listen you're able to take away some tips and tricks that you could apply to your own staff. And at the very least, uh, you enjoy hearing what uh, some of these just awesome students are up to. First up is Kayla Thompson. She's the editor-in-chief at McKinney High School's Lion Yearbook in McKinney, Texas. As you'll hear in the interview, Kayla's book, The Lion, is advised by Alyssa Berenger, herself a former Lion staff member. Just last week, Kayla's staff was honored with a gold crown from CSPA. Congratulations to all of those award winners, and good luck to everybody up for a pacemaker uh, in April. I know NSPA and JEA have a couple nice things planned that will bring the community together online to, uh, to celebrate those accolades. For now, though, here's my conversation with Kayla Thompson. So, Kayla, tell me a little bit about uh, your path through high school yearbooking and, and how long you've been associated with the Lion and, and just kind of what you're all about down there in McKinney. What, what keeps you busy? 
Yeah, so um, my freshman year, I um, did photojournalism. That's how I kind of got into, like, yearbook and photography and all that. So in sophomore year, I joined yearbook, and I was like, I'm a photographer, but put me up to anything. I'm down to do anything. Um, so I started designing and um, just, like, small writing, just, like, captions and stuff, interviews. And then um, my junior year, I was an editor with um, two other girls. Um, and I got more into writing, more into designing um, and this year I'm editor-in-chief, and mostly I kind of do everything, writing, editing, <laughs> um, designing, photography, all that. Right now it's a lot of just like designing and writing to get the yearbook done, though. Absolutely. And as we start, um, your staff got some fantastic news last Friday from the Columbia Scholastic Press Association. Congratulations on the gold crown. Yes, thank you. I'm really proud of it because um, we our school only has three gold crowns. One's from 2001 when Miss B was senior editor of the yearbook, oh, <laughs> and wow. then um, last year or our 2018 book, which I was a sophomore, and then um, 2019 book. So it's pretty exciting. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was it in, ins and outs the with the cutout cover. Yes, it was. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful book. One of my favorites um, from Thank last you. year. And you guys are up for a pacemaker in April, so hopefully we'll get some more good news about a month out from uh, yeah, what, what what used to be the Nashville uh, convention. It's so sad. Exactly. <laughs> well, listen, Kayla, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, we, we want to talk recent memory, and, and certainly I want to hear a little bit more about your plans for the 2020 book, um, regardless of, of kind of this current state of affairs we find ourselves in. But flashback you know uh, three weeks ago you guys were still in classes at that time right yeah it was the like the first week of March was our last week okay and so tell me a little bit about you know was there any I don't know were, were you guys paying attention to the news was there any speculation of like oh man we got to have a plan b like what was it like uh, looking back a few weeks um like when we were still in school it wasn't as big we were just like joking like oh the coronavirus we don't think it's going to get that big it wasn't until like the middle of spring break like like march like 10th 11th when we were like okay we might the school might get shut down we might not go back for a while like this is the last week that or excuse me um the like that last week of school before spring break was the last time we got to see a lot of our friends and a lot of people and a lot of our peers. And we didn't know that was going to be the last time for like probably like a month or two. So wow. that was kind of scary. So, yeah. so just to be clear, you guys went out on spring break and, and you haven't been back in school since then. Yeah. So our spring break was the 9th through the 13th. And then on the 13th, they announced that um, school's not going to be back until April 3rd. Okay. And so we All haven't right. been back since. And then our online school was supposed to start on the 30th. Oh, okay. So you've had like almost three weeks of spring break from a certain point of view. Yeah. And then, so, um, I'm in like dual credit classes with our community college and that started on Monday. So I've had some stuff to do this week, but yeah, we haven't done like any school for the past two weeks. (laughs) So, so tell me, tell me what, what the impact on your book has been and and the lion, the the team at the lion, uh, you guys went out on spring break, uh, you know, maybe it was on the edge of your like, Oh, there's, there's this virus out here, but we'll be back and we can, Mm -hmm. had you made, um, a final, uh, draft, uh, deadline or you guys doing proofs? Where are you on your final deadline? Uh, Unpack that for me. Yeah, so the week before spring break, um, we were pretty worried that we weren't get like we already knew that we like weren't gonna get our deadline made on time. Like, oh great! So we actually went to the school over spring break to work on the yearbook, um, like two or three days, 
And so we were doing that. And then on that Friday of spring break, when we found out school's not going to be out, we all just kind of freaked out. We're like, okay, we don't know what to do now because all of our yearbook stuff is like on the server at school. Right. So, um, um, on Monday or over the weekend, Miss B sent us like a really long text of what we're gonna do. That she went, she was gonna go up to the school to the school on like the Monday we were supposed to be back in school, but she was gonna go up there and like grab the server, her computer, um, one or two of the broadcasting computers because um, our like broadcasting um, staff is like does amazing work and they need to finish a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Um. And so I went up with her and we grabbed like all the papers computers keyboards a ton of stuff and so it's all sitting at her house right now and then we made like an entire google drive with almost the whole yearbook on it and we've just been working on it for the past week and like having to compress stuff and send it over to other people and texting and a lot of our staff just like isn't in it like they don't want to work on it and stuff so it's um we have like we have three photo editors and then five like design book editors and we're the ones that have been like really working hard on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You know, I'm finding with my own staff uh, and, and I'm sure there's a, a layer of this for you as well. Um, you know, as the, the adult in the room, if I can sound patronizing for a second, I've really mm-hmm. tried to be um, with my own staff, not with you. I've really tried to say to them, you know, like if, if you're okay, if, if you're well, I'm, I'm finding some of my kids, like their mental health, honestly, isn't that great. Or seniors like yourself, yeah. you know, worried about what potentially we're losing from prom to our senior week and, and more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I guess I'm what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to tread lightly, but then at the same time, mm-hmm. like we've got this job to do, right. <laughs> and they've got yeah. this job to do to, to get it out. So can you explore that for me a little bit and, and talk to me about, you know, what are some of the solutions that you guys are using? You said you've got some group texts and things. Do you have, do you use a group me or a Slack and, and Google drives or docs? How, how are you keeping organized? Yeah. So we we use group me for like our entire staff. And then like the editors, we all just like text, like in a group chat and then on, yeah, Google drive, Google docs. And we have a, I turned our like physical ladder into like a Google sheet and put that all on there. Um, so that's how we're kind of staying connected with each other. And then like, if I need to contact someone personally, just texting them mm-hmm. or we use, like zoom, like the new Skype, face yeah, call yep, video whatever yep. um we did that once or twice with like the editors just to like talk about what we're gonna do and just kind of like have some laughs to like lighten up the mood get us thinking positively and not in such of like depression about what's all going on uh, absolutely and are you finding that just seeing your friends i mean it, it's gotta that's gotta help i'm sure you're doing your own friend group stuff too maybe you guys are was it house party or something you can watch netflix all together but yeah. seeing the uh, <laughs> seeing the crew at, at the lion has that been helpful for you to, to, to tap back into that that you know socially and just knowing that they're out there yeah it has because like this whole coronavirus thing miss b was kind of like like scared or not like scared but like very serious about it from like the very beginning Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. she has been like texting us and just giving us like positive reinforcement like if you need anything if you want to talk to somebody like I'm here and then since like the last week or two like us editors finally realized that this was like a serious thing when she had known like (laughs) a couple weeks before us like she had thought of it as like a serious thing um before us and so that's been really helpful because she's really helping us out with that because early or a couple days ago or like last week I was just like done I was like I don't care about this yearbook anymore Mm, I I was gonna write theme copy and um I was like 
writing stuff about the coronavirus for like the end of the book and Miss B is like I don't know if we want to even though our year's ending on the coronavirus I don't know if we want to end our book with a coronavirus mm-hmm. and so I was just like you know I'm done I don't want to do this anymore so I took like two days off of like no yearbook I'm not doing this and then we um all like video chatted on zoom and I kind of got back into like okay let's do this and um been finishing a lot of pages this week so that's good <laughs> yeah yeah I it sounds like it's been really up and down for you and I mm-hmm. um I, I'm right there with you, uh, adult or otherwise, just as a human being going through this. Right? My, I mean, my moods have been very up and down and like, do I focus on this thing right now or do I need to take a break from it? You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm interested to, uh, I, I usually um, have the, the the pleasure of getting a copy of, of The Lion up in our lab. Um, yeah. As B and I, we, we trade and I'm really excited to see how you handle it in the theme copy. Our, our kids have... Um, switched out on their second we have a two-part closing they've developed a two-part closing and the second Mm -hmm. photo was a drone shot uh over our school last thursday with an empty parking lot and um Uh, it's and and i totally like there's i don't think there's a right call uh, and and certainly not um at all gonna try to to debate you or ms b um on it as far as Mm -hmm. like do you end the whole year with it i think there's um merits and like positive and negative in both sides but i'll be really interested to see how this class of 2020 books um, kind of embraces um, the current state of yeah, things. Exactly. I, you know, it's arguably it's the story of the year now, um, mm-hmm. and and certainly of I don't know your your young life and honestly mine too. I'm forty, and this is uh, this is pretty much the biggest thing I think that I've ever lived through. How are you? Um, how, gauge for me again. I, I think you highlighted this a little bit, but like how how done are you guys right now? In the near, we're coming up on the end of March. Like, are there new pages still in development? Is everything mm-hmm. in proof? So, um, I think almost every page, like there's a, there's like a couple pages that just don't have designs on it. We know what's on every page. We're a hundred pages out right now. So we need to finish a hundred pages. Some of those are like one interview or like one sentence away from being done. And some of those have like just pictures plopped on them and there's no design on it yet. And so So are you, are you reaching out to the staff or are you taking advantage to retask and redevelop some stuff that maybe you had already drafted and said, Hey, Hey, this should actually be coronavirus coverage. I mean, have you guys lost spring sports or other activities, but you're turning it into storytelling opportunities? Yeah. So, um, for our people section, we usually have two like big profiles on two different students that um, are in each grade. So we have eight of those and then oh, one teacher one. So we have nine like big stories about just one specific person. And we've been this year especially had trouble finding people for those stories because we're just asking people, do you know anybody that's interesting, has an interesting story? And so especially like now with all this, it's hard to contact people and then meet up with them to get right. Portraits and photos of them. Sure. So um, we decided to only do one for each grade, and the our other like profile is gonna be like a little journal written oh. by like three different students in that grade about how they've been coping with the coronavirus and what it's like done to them, or, like for them, yeah. Yeah. what the, how they've been spending their like um break doing like whatever. And we've asked like the English teachers since we're gonna start online school on on monday if they that can be one of like the little assignments they do like a 200 to 400 journal about um like how what this is doing for them and how they're getting through it right so let me recap that a little bit for for the listeners so you're saying you're reaching out or you or miss b are reaching out to the english department saying hey as a prompt for english classes that are going to need something to do 
essentially ask the entire school to journalists or do an open response of how they're handling uh, the school closure. Exactly. And oh, that's um, so smart. That's great. Uh-huh. And we even like started a little early and started asking just some of our friends like, hey, could you write a paragraph or two about how you've been coping with this? And yeah. like, we just need three from each grade. So out of like 800 students, that's going to be easy to do for each right. grade. Absolutely. How, uh-huh. how um, I, I know you guys hold yourselves to an extremely high standard, um, journalistically, photojournalistically, your, your book is uh, I mean, really, it's always in the top yep. 10 nationally. Um, <laughs> are you allowing yourselves some flexibility? Um, and spoiler alert, I, I am with my crew up here at Tesserae saying, you know, if, if the visual for this, this interview that we're doing now to cover um, Corona, if, if it's a selfie or if it's a kid talking about how they're going out on more runs, you know, maybe it's like this stylized photo of a pair of laced up shoes at the side of the road with like this vanishing point in the distance, but shot on a sunny day on an iPhone 11, like that's like a 10 megapixel camera. That's plenty yeah. good. Um, you can't shoot Friday night lights with your cell phone, but have you guys discussed your visuals approach and, and kind of flexing it at all? So um, most of our like photography is kind of done with the year. Well, okay. our like spring sports, the ones we were kind of worried about were softball, baseball, and track. But the week before spring break got out, like me and um, one of our, like one or two of our, of our other photographers, like went to every track practice and meet and like a ton of baseball and softball games just to get something. If we Super can only smart. go for like ten minutes, yeah. And so we have like five baseball photos, and that can go on the spread. And um, the track spread actually looks pretty good. And same with softball, we have like maybe four or five photos, but that's what we have to work with. And at least like we're getting it on there. And it's sad that, like, most of those sports stories for spring sports are going to be how their season ended early. Right. And so, like, that's kind of sad to do. And we even had two sports breakers. We usually don't do sports breakers in the, like, sports section. But we decided to do two this year. And one of them was going to be kind of like um, um same number, different purpose. So we were going to get... Mm-hmm like number 10 from every sport that has a number oh what a cool idea i'm totally yeah. stealing that for next year that's awesome that's great <laughs> and so, i know and so um get um like pictures of all of them at interviews and it would be really fun but we kind of like started it late and we don't have any pictures of anybody and so we're changing that to like senior captains and how um the coronavirus has impacted their season and what they're doing because yeah. Like our softball team and soccer team or girl soccer and softball, they've been like posting stuff on Twitter about they've been doing like group workouts on Zoom yep. and I'm um, like filming like fun TikToks and videos with each other and just posting them. So they're still like together. Yeah. And it's just really sweet. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And and um, if, lest anybody out there in the audience is like, wait, Tessera is going to steal an idea from Lion. I just want to say in full disclosure, <laughs> we all like we all are are like friends and sister brother programs and look after and look out for each other. And there's absolutely a, you know, be inspired by another program and make it your own. But that that um, same number, different story, different goals. I love that. And I, I don't know that no, I've heard we of that got before. It from- we got it from Mansfield Legacy. They did there you um, go. Leland Mallet. Yep. Mallet. Number. Yep. Yep. And I was like, well, let's flip that and do it. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Well, listen, too, after the bound book, the, the physical, um, you know, the book that you guys print, do you do uh, a supplement at all? Or do you guys have an online or a social media presence with the lion? 
Um, we do have like Instagram, Twitter, and then we have a website, mainstreamnews.com. But um, we aren't as present on there as we are through like broadcasting and yearbook. And then we don't have like a physical magazine or newspaper. We do have like um a literary magazine, but it's not really with the journalism program. It's right. more with like English. And so once the bound book, you know, once you're through those hundred pages you mentioned, that's that's the game. That's it for you guys, right? Yeah, that's it. I don't. I'm not even sure if we're gonna get proofs on those. Right. Yeah, you might do a direct to print, especially. Yeah, I mean, the the race is on, right? To get it submitted and and get it out there. Mm -hmm. I um, it wasn't my original thought, but I kind of expanded it for my students, and I would I would share it with you here as as we wrap up that, um, you know, if if you and your senior classmates, the class of 2020 stand to to lose so much and and forgive me as i pile it on here a little bit but if it is prom or a senior special week or a senior night at your school it has struck some of us in the yearbook community that these class of 2020 yearbooks are some of the only normal things that the seniors are going to get and get in their hands you know what i mean um so the the job that you guys are doing down there in mckinney to wrap this thing up and get it over the finish line it matters it it, it matters perhaps now more Mm -hmm. than ever um because it's one kind of spot of normalcy in an otherwise just wild and potentially uh end to the school year it's it's crazy um Kayla, I wonder if you have any, you know, words of wisdom or, or things that you would share with other staffs or advisors out there um, who are listening, um, you know, respectfully, mindfully. Uh, the Lion is a is an extremely well-known and established program. Uh, Ms. B is, you know, like me, we're, we're kind of unusual. Uh, most mm-hmm. advisors are in it like three or four years and then they're done. So, you know, as a an EIC of a program like the Lion, what are some other, you know, either words of comfort or some advice that you would offer to a staff or an, another editor in Illinois or Arizona who's struggling right now to, to get it over the finish line? You said you took a break for two days just to kind of clear your head. Yeah. I, you know, taking a mental health break, that, that can certainly be important. What else would you share? I think, yeah, taking a break was just like really good for me. Um, just because I had been stressing about so much and yearbook was like the only thing in my head I would but a lot of times I would just open up a spread and then look at it for an hour because I didn't know what to do with it I was just like well I can't interview this person because they won't text me back I don't have any photos I can't like the story's not done I can't do any of this and I would just sit there and look at it and I'm like just putting it away and not looking at it for a day or two like really opened my eyes and let me think about okay what am I gonna do with this and even when Miss B and I were talking about theme copy I probably shouldn't be writing it still but I am Mm -hmm. um but um I just didn't want to write it and I was like well this year's coming to an end it's all negative and just this virus has taken over everything and just like killed it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so I like it's almost just ending the book with okay corona like end of the year was coronavirus we didn't we didn't get to do anything there's no prom no graduation no anything that's the book but like the important part is that like the yearbook is like normal for that's one of the normal things that's going to happen this year and so even like i want to we want to put out a book that's positive and still reflects the year because like this has been a big thing and right this like the 2020 books are going to be the thing that represent like, and when you look back in 40 years and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember my senior year when the coronavirus hit and (laughs) everything was just not okay. But still having 
like the good memories and remembering like the football games and even though soccer season got cut short all the fun times we had on social media and talking to each other on video chat yeah thinking about it more positively and more like in the future and how people are going to reflect back on this in 30 40 years when they're like showing it to their kids um and how that's going to impact them then even though right now we're all like well this yearbook doesn't even really matter because the fourth of the year was just gone so yeah what's the uh, what's the verbal this year for the 2020 book what's the theme um it's all we need so last year our football team started this thing wagwan we all we got we all we need and over the past like um the, the first part of this year and last year um that just became like an overwide like school like motto and everybody uses it and it kind of encompasses the whole school because we're all we have and we're all we need so that that's what we we wanted to do something this year that was very McKinney but not like the original and not like just a thing that anybody could have we feel like this is very us and it represents the entire school so it's all we need and so with like our design our book and stuff we've like gone a little bit simpler this year because that's all we need for the design that's all we need right. for the story that's all we need for right. we only need one photo even though we have amazing photography this page only needs one photo because that's all we need or with this all this going on that's all we have <laughs> right right so, um, i love that and i, I feel I, like I think, our, sorry you go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt oh no you're fine i feel like even the situation really um ties in with our theme because well miss b sent me a text the other day that was like i think this coronavirus thing will really go with our theme and i was like yeah because this virus is all we need <laughs> but um right seriously like the the connection we've all made through not being together is insane and how we are still like connected and talking to each other and getting schoolwork done um through just like our phone social media um, I even have like friends like sending letters to each other, like physical right. letters and writing them right. out um, just to stay connected. And I feel like that's really brought us together um, and kept us connected. You know, I, I think there's a really neat opportunity for you to, um, and I, I don't mean to, to sound like I'm trying to write your closing for you, but if, <laughs> I think about like at church when I was a kid, they talked about how like there's that little song that you sing in Sunday school that the the church is just a uh, or like the, there's a building and there's a steeple but you you know you open it upside it's all the people it's about the people yeah. and like mm -hmm. you're not in you're not in the building right now and you're not competing on your courts and your fields and you're not in the hallways and you're not pulling into the parking lot in the morning but you're yeah. still McKinney like you you guys are all you need to get through this together and what a like I, I I'm I'm not going to be shocked to see you absolutely just nail it when this book uh, gets printed. And I cannot wait to hold one. Uh, Kayla Thompson, editor-in-chief of the Lion Yearbook at McKinney High School. Alyssa Berenger is your advisor. Could I put you on the spot? You want to give Ms. B a shout out. What is it that you just love about her? She is just amazing. She She's not like an old teacher or a young teacher, but she just relates to us so much. And she has those like serious times where she's like, we have a hundred pages left and we need to like get this done or just joking. And for the past week, she's been sending coronavirus memes to our group chat to mm. make us feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> and it, She's just like more memes will come soon, but can y'all get this page done and all this stuff. And she's just, rather than like doing something for us, she actually t like 
tries to like push us there and gets us there um like with design and theme copy and all that and she and she really understands how we're feeling right now which is amazing like she's there if we want to talk to her if we're not feeling good or anything like that and she's she I'm next year or going into college I'm gonna like major in journalism because of her and she's amazing yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Such a testament. And again, Kayla, to you and your whole team at The Lion, congratulations on the gold crown. And thanks so much for being on the Your Book Wise podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me be on the podcast. <laughs> it was great to have you here. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Bye. So joining me for part two of our conversation with editors uh, around the country is Giada Parigi from the Madrono Yearbook. Uh, Gianna, you're at Palo Alto High School in California, right? Yeah. And you've been closed down for about two weeks. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on with, with you and your staff. Do you recall, I don't know, flashback three or four weeks? Was was the coronavirus on your radar at all? Were you talking with Mr. Wilson about it? or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Wilson had sent us a couple um, Slack um, messages saying plans that he had if the school were to close. And we had definitely been thinking of that. So we had a little bit of a head start in that sense. Did you or were you able to um, move your materials or resources uh, either from a, a Pali server to home and Google Drive? Did you guys get out of there with some laptops or anything? What, what does it look like right now? Yeah, so we downloaded the entire server um, to Google Drive, and then the server is, you're able to connect to the server whenever you're on an elementary, like any sort of um, school, elementary school, middle school, doesn't have to be our school, that's in our district. So if I need something, I just walk over to the local school and get like a file or something. And um, you mean from like the parking lot or something? Yeah, from the parking lot or something. It's kind of weird. But um, and then we gave people who didn't have InDesign and Adobe wasn't giving InDesign at the time for free for students. So we gave people who didn't have InDesign computers and one of my EICs even like um, brought a monitor home, which is a little Mm -hmm. funny. Yep. Yeah. What is, um, you know, I guess what, what was the status as you guys headed out there? Um, you know, do you normally, you're a spring delivery book, right? Before graduation? Yes. Mm-hmm. So had you, like, where were you in production? Had you reached a final deadline or were you on proofs or what was the state of things, you know, two weeks ago? So we were on our final deadline. Most things we were just sending back for proof. So yeah, we had sent most things. So, yeah. And and where what's your what's your status today? Uh, we're recording this on on March twenty sixth. So you've been at it kind of home based for for two weeks. Uh, have you guys made some progress on shipping the final? Have you made it already, or is it still a ways off? Um, it's still a little bit w- a little ways off. I think our final deadline is sometime in April. We had a deadline for proofs last week. And I think that our final deadline will be sometime at the end of March. We've been working pretty hard to like finish that deadline. 
And you said, you mentioned before you guys use Slack. So can you tell me a little bit about, for, for listeners who don't know, Slack is a um, group communication and project management tool. My students at Tessera use it as well. Um, Jad, I'd love to, to get your opinions on it. I, I love it. I know sometimes my kids get annoyed that we are as connected as we are, um, <laughs> but it's been a, a real resource for us. And I imagine with the shutdown, are you guys on it on the daily, you know, talking back and forth? What does that look like? Yeah, totally. We're on it all the time. And it's so helpful because anyone with any sort of device can use it. So yeah, we use it a ton and we have different channels or what you call like little different groups, I guess, that um, yep. that are different, like chronological and then um, like editors channels. And then we have a um, coronavirus coverage channel where people can just we do too. Yeah, That's awesome. Yay. Way to go. <laughs> We can just put in like ideas we have. So yeah, that's how we've been communicating. That's a great segue. So, I mean, you're trying to finish the bound book, the the, the actual physical book itself. Do you guys typically print a a supplement or extend your coverage after that final deadline? And and if not, where is this coronavirus coverage going? Are you guys retasking some of your spreads late or how's that happening? Um, So... I think in the past, a couple of years ago, we were doing supplements. We haven't done it in the past two years. I don't think we're going to do it this okay. year. Um, but we are taking all of the spreads that would have been chronological and making a special coronavirus coverage like um, section. So we're just hoping that we can put as much information um, until like the final deadline to show as much as what has been happening, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk to me a little bit about the the backstory? What's been going on behind the scenes with the Madrono staff, you, Mr. Wilson, on, you know, brainstorming and identifying some of that coverage? What what have those conversations been like and and what are you prioritizing? What stories are you going after? Mm -hmm. Um, So we have been using Zoom to have um, meetings every every other day, basically. Um, And there we just brainstorm ideas. We really want to um, get to the heart of it and have um, personal accounts by students about what they have missed and what how their lives are going to be changed by this because I, I think that's very important. I think we want to do a timeline of sorts running at the bottom of all of the spreads for um, the coronavirus coverage just to show an outline for the entire thing. And we're still brainstorming. We're having a meeting later today to work on that. Yeah, I've got one with my with my editors tomorrow. It's um, one interesting story that that we um, kind of fell into our laps, or I don't know, just realized the opportunity that I'd share with you. Maybe maybe it works for your your staff. Um, talking to a student who works at the lo- local grocery store um, mm-hmm. because it's been you know we, most grocery stores have teenager teenage employees. And it's been so crazy on everything from toilet paper to milk to flour to, you know, uh, flats of bottled water. Um, so getting kind of the inside scoop of what it's been like as a as a classmate, as a student to experience all of that craziness and the, you know, call it hoarding or whatever you will, the, the, the urgency at grocery stores. Um, it's a neat angle that's kind of very like it's very right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really How are you? Yeah, and maybe it's an idea that works for you or maybe for somebody listening to the uh, to the podcast. How are you keeping things in balance um, for you, Giada? And, and, and what's your sense of either the leadership that your EICs or Mr. Wilson are providing? Um, 
I mean, rather, rather to the point, like I'm thinking mental health and, you know, I've said to my kids and some of my friends, like, I, I feel like communities, me, the nation, individuals, groups of people, like we're different people are experiencing this in different ways. And I, I felt like a little bit of low grade shock last week. Like I keep on waking up and being like, is this, is this really happening? Um, Kayla was saying um, in our interview just a moment ago in Texas that she had to step away from her spreads for a couple of days and just kind of shake it off and like, couldn't, like couldn't get traction because she was feeling overwhelmed, but it was like coronavirus overwhelmed too. H- have you experienced some of that or, or how are you kind of finding yourself through all this? Um, I think definitely stepping away from the news every once in a while because it's just so nerve wracking. Um, I do think that um, I have relatives in Italy. And so oh wow, um, I think my dad reads the Italian news. So I knew what had happened to Italy. And so it was less of a shock for me in a sense that this was going to happen. So um, in that sense, I'm not very, I'm not super shocked and I'm just more anxious now because I don't know when this is going to end. It just seems like a new reality for um, the rest of the year almost. And it just makes me, nervous how are we going to distribute the yearbook i was thinking maybe like a drive-through of sorts or something i wondered the same thing absolutely or individually wrapped in saran wrap or cling wrap (laughs) or something are are you guys doing anything staff-wide to to keep it light and just to um to to just to keep in touch with each other and maybe that's part of just how your staff is in in general i'm assuming you guys are, are friendly with each other is mr wilson guiding you guys in any way just to I don't know, keep, again, keep things in balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that definitely during our Zoom meetings where um, we laugh and we tell each other about our days. So that's good to have like human contact, um, even though it might be through um, a phone or a computer. Um, also, I think Mr. Wilson has been very supportive. And when our school announced that it was shutting, um, he was. He sent a very um, nice Slack message saying that this was like a good thing, and that we didn't even have like um, uh, like if we wanted to go home, that was okay because he knew how serious the situation was. Mm-hmm. Do you have what's your what's your verbal theme for the twenty twenty book? What story are you telling? Um, I'm not sure. I should say. <laughs> Um, oh, you guys, do you guys keep it private at, at Yeah, uh, we Madrona? keep it a secret. Okay, that's, no, that's Sorry. no problem. That's no problem. At all. No, abs- <laughs> I should have asked first. I, I absolutely respect that. Uh, I, I'm, my, my question was going to be, are there, you know, curious uh, or uh, fun, I guess, if, if I can say that about the present situation, but, you know, some connections that you can make between your theme and the current state of things, either in your virus coverage itself or the angles that you're able to do. Or, but I, I think we'll have to wait until the book comes out, when it comes out. Yeah. Well, there's definitely <laughs> ways that we can incorporate um, our our theme into the coronavirus coverage thing. I think it will be um, very interesting. Good, good. I, I'm sorry to put you on the spot there. That's no, great. it's okay. <laughs> how, uh, how is the Madrono team handling reporting and interviewing and, and photography right now? Um, photography is especially hard because um, I don't want to put photographers in danger, so to speak. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted to get photos of the grocery store, but then I felt bad asking um 
our photo editor to go to the grocery store because there's so many people there. So there's just a balance of trying to get photos and then also trying to keep everyone safe. And in terms of interviews, um, we've just been brainstorming people who we think would be interesting to talk to because um, they have they have special like things that they were going to do during this time. Like for example, the robotics team was mm-hmm. was going to go to a competition. So we thought to interview them, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's lots of storytelling, storytelling potential. Have you guys had a conversation or maybe it's later this afternoon about how you uh, keep the coverage in balance? I, I, I found with my own kids, my students we were talking yesterday that like it feels like every story we're going to tell from this point, at least till the end of the school year, is going to be through the lens of the coronavirus impact, right? Like it's hard right now to you know just tell a story about um, things you're watching on Netflix, things you're binge watching. Well, why are you binge watching on Netflix? Oh, because I'm <laughs> yeah. stuck at home all day, right? Like, and, and that's like a lighter one, you know, kind of a, a, a an easier one to get around. But losing the spring sports season, the potential of mm-hmm. prom. Kansas and Virginia are already closed for the year, so they've lost graduation. I mean, wow. goodness. That's like, so, so how, how, how have you talked with the staff, um, if, if at all to this point, about like, are, is this coronavirus section all kind of like doom and gloom, or are there some bright spots, or is, can you get some positive stories out of like, here's what people are doing to cope, or here's the new skills they're learning? Have you guys talked about that balance at all? Yeah, I think definitely we want to have more of a a serious story at the beginning of our section, just really over um, overviewing everything that's happened. But then I definitely think that um, in later spreads, I think it's important to show cool things that people have gotten out of this, like new hobbies that they get to try. And I think that it's important to keep things light in some aspects and balancing the heaviness with um just positive things in this um hard time but we haven't really talked about that that much we're going to talk about that in our meeting coming up but um yeah so what do you think what do you think the uh, this is you said this is uh your second year on staff do i have that correct Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, what would normal Madrono uh, late or early spring to towards graduation, um, what, what does that look like in your lab and at your school? Maybe is it is it theme development or prepping for next year? Have you even let yourself start thinking about like being done with the book and what's next? Or are you just <laughs> focused right in front of you? Um, so I usually, I love to think ahead. So this entire year, I've just been thinking about the next year and last year, mm-hmm. the entire year I was thinking about the next year, but, um, now that's kind of stopped and I'm very now very focused on just now. So, um, we haven't, um, usually at this time we would still be working on the book, but then about April we would turn it in and then. Um, we'd pick new leadership and then people work on these theme packets. So they come up mm-hmm. with different theme ideas and then present it to the class. And then usually one of those become our theme for the next year. So yeah. that's what I we suspect there's going to be a lot of, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of theme packet, uh, theme project that's going to be leveraged through, you know, Google Docs and collaboratively mm-hmm. online as we get in here into the spring. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I, I can see that. Uh, I can see that coming. Uh, Giada, what are you what are you doing for you um, away from away from schoolwork and your book and, and friends? What are you doing for your own mental health and, and well-being? Are, do, do you feel like you're cooped up at home or do you guys have some some freedom to go out to exercise? Do you have some space? What, what, what how, are, how are you? Um, so I'm good. Um, I think I make sure I'm on a schedule. So I wake up and, um, I, I, I'm just thinking of what I do. <laughs> um, yeah. sometimes the day passes so fast and I'm just sitting on my bed and I just don't notice that's been like three hours, but other days right. I get up and I take a walk. I've been exploring new neighborhoods, which I think is really interesting because I, like to see places I've never seen before and I'm working on a scrapbook which is very similar to a yearbook in a way because it's mm-hmm. like a yearbook of my life which is fun yeah and then I've been sewing a little bit so that's what I've been doing that's good that's good it sounds mm-hmm. it sounds healthy well listen uh Giada Parigi I really appreciate you uh coming on the podcast today and I'm so uh, well, I'm certainly holding you and the Madrono team in thought. Mr. Wilson and I go back a ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell the audience out there, what's something that you appreciate or really uh, really are thankful for with Mr. Wilson's presence in, in your life and the life of the staff? He's a, he's a pretty solid guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, I'm thankful that he is always, he's always on Slack sending positive messages, um, and he's very connected to the staff in every way, aspect. So I think that's very helpful, and I'm thankful that he trusts us to finish the book, and just is giving us, um, give giving us all of his, you know, he's giving us all his trust to finish this book. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, and I think you yeah, got, I think is. you you probably know how lucky you are to have him there yeah. with you at Pali. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, I wish you well. Uh, wash your hands, stay healthy, <laughs> thank and you. Uh, good luck as you guys bring Madrona to the finish line. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, so joining me in the third uh, of a series of interviews with editors across the country, we've got um, coming to us from Colorado, Emma Shea and Kinley Rex from the Black and Gold Yearbook at Rock Canyon High School. Uh, they are advised by Christy Rathbun. And um, ladies, congratulations on uh, the silver crown you guys earned last Friday from CSPA for last year's book. It was a beautiful one. Thank you so much. We're very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, you should be. It was, it was, it was you united, right, Emma? Absolutely. So um, that was, yeah, it was very cool to see that that um, paid off in that um, crown award. Tell me just a little bit about the, uh, you know, do like the the elevator pitch. You've got three floors floors to convince me. Tell me a little bit about You United, Emma. So the concept of You United is just that there's, um, you know, two parts to our school that I would say, and it's the the individuals that make it up and it's the the athletes the the singers the people who go to school just to get by there's so many different individuals but you know it is rock canyon as a whole and i guess the united part of that is once you 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 and you and all these individuals come together it's it's how we unite as one and that's what makes each year special and what makes rock canyon special so so it kind of had those two stories, like the individual and the unity, kind of like threaded, entwined together throughout the book. Yeah, exactly. So we played on that 
that two aspect. So the, um, the aspect of, again, the perspective as an individual and the perspective as a team, that kind of contrast overall throughout the book. I like that. And you guys are up for a pacemaker at uh, what used to be the Nashville convention. I'm not sure if you guys were traveling there and unfortunately it's been canceled. Um, but, uh, but good luck in the, uh, in the pacemaker competition too. Uh, Kinley, tell me a little bit about your, your journey through your booking. You guys were telling me as we were getting preps, uh, you've both been involved in your book since middle school. So w- what's that been like? Are you, have you been doing it for like six years now or? Yeah. So Emma actually started when she was in seventh grade and then I started in eighth grade. Um, and then, so I moved um, to Colorado my seventh grade year, so I was unable to join it until eighth grade, and I had some neighbors that were really encouraging me to join it, and then when I joined it, I kind of fell in love with the idea of storytelling and um, telling stories that people don't always get to tell, and so I carried that up and through um, high school, and then I became our portrait editor my sophomore year, and then me and Emma Shea became editors-in-chiefs our junior and senior year. Oh wow! So you're a you're a double double. You've been at it two years. You guys probably share half half a brain. That's awesome. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's been great that's... to build a relationship with Emma Shea. She's like my sister. I love her so much. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's that's huge because I mean I've got to think about how much more efficient it could make you. Um, maybe and I didn't know that coming into this. So I'm I'm, I'm curious. Uh, maybe we'll get into this about what being in your second year as an EIC has been like in light of this this crisis and this pandemic uh, because you've you've finished a book before you know what finishing a book is about but uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself uh, Emma you were saying that uh, you guys are, are supposed to be heading back right now we're recording this uh, on March 26th but you should be heading back around April 20th or so uh, that's you know hopeful and, and looking ahead if you flash back for me uh, when was the last time you were in school and, and, you know, had you guys been keeping an eye on the, on the virus and current events at all? Yeah. So we had actually had our, our scheduled spring break last week. And so this is our first full week of remote learning. And so our last day at school was the Friday before spring break about two weeks ago. And, you know, it is crazy looking back to see how much has changed since then. And, you know, there were, I think, two like perspectives almost, but it was never as serious as, you know, it is now. I think I think of my seventh period that Friday two weeks ago, and everyone was almost joking, like, "We'll see you in two weeks." Like, I don't think there was really a thought that this would last this long and could last even longer if we look to the future. And was there at all a, a mentality, uh, Emma, back to you, was there at all a mentality of like, hey, let's let's take some cameras home or let's get some laptops out of here um, before? And, and have you guys been closed out of your lab? Like, were you able to retrieve equipment yet? Or, or uh, so this is before spring break and then now after the shutdown, like what access do you have to your stuff? So we were a little bit luckier than a lot of schools, I say, I would say that weren't just completely caught off guard. We, the last few days before that spring break, we were aware of the possibility of not only being shut down for two weeks, but um, the unknown of how long we would um, not be able to access the lab. And so, yeah, as soon as uh, that day on Friday ended, we were unable to access the lab. So that last class period, we definitely grabbed our best cameras. We grabbed a desktop. 
and we are server-based, so we did um, back everything up to a drive. So we we were lucky that we got um, at least a little bit of time to really prepare ourselves for this. And then, Kinley, was spring break, um, What was it a break? And, and did you guys um, kind of unplug and, and get a little bit of distance from black and gold work? Or um, is it more common for you guys to, to stay in touch? I'm assuming that you've got some friends on staff, so you're probably, you know, on the daily talking to people. But how how aware were you about yearbook things over spring break and, and seeing uh, the potential closure coming? What was that like? Yeah, so um, MSA and I didn't really stop yearbooking. <laughs> um, we took two days that weekend to take off from yearbook, and then that Monday we jumped right back into it because we knew we had a deadline coming up, and so we immediately started editing our spreads um, to start finalizing some stuff and then continuing to reach out to our staff to help us gather quotes because we're not able to interview people <laughs> when we're not at school. So. Um, trying to do that electronically and um, virtually as well. So yeah, we didn't really we didn't really take a big break from the yearbook, but that's that's how we like it. So <laughs> right, right. And and what's your status right now? Are you guys finaled already? You're working through proofs. Do you have yet more to do? Uh, Kinley, um, sorry. We're not completely finalized. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, we're not completely finalized yet. Um, we have a couple more deadlines that we're getting ready to submit today or tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be completely finalized by this weekend. Okay. Wow. That's so awesome. We Congratulations. We're, we're still a ways behind you guys, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Emma, tell me, um, you, you guys, you, you don't do, um, you don't have a yearbook website, do you? Or do you guys do a supplement, a spring like print supplement, like a small magazine or anything with that, that goes within the book? So typically we would do a spring supplement that we hand out with the yearbook and it typically involves okay. our spring sports and all of the coverage yep. that comes with that. Um, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise, I would say, that we are a little bit more behind this year than most years, I would say, because we've been able to change some of our spreads in the actual book and to be able to yeah. adapt to that and really, I guess, document history correctly and accurately um, without, you know, if we were finalized a couple weeks ago, we wouldn't have had hardly anything about everything that's going on right now, which is yeah, crazy to think of. It's the biggest a, story of the year. Exactly. It's crazy to think of a yearbook this year without anything on the coronavirus. So, um, we are have been going back and forth on the supplement. I think currently right now we are confident in in what we have in the actual book as far as um, coverage throughout spring and um, on the situation right now. So currently we don't feel the need as much as a supplement as other years, but we're still going back and forth on that, I would say. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, and it's not at all a, a criticism. I don't, I don't know your your program um, on on the inside, and and I know I know Ms. Rathbun um, well enough. But I'll be really interested to see where you guys go with that. I just a moment ago got off a Zoom conference call with my um, I call him EI three. It's my my three editors in chief, mm -hmm. and um, we I was talking to them. I'm, I'm kind of pessimistic um, to be frank about whether or not we get back to school uh, before the end of the year, and I said. You know, if you do, if you do coronavirus coverage now and interview a kid, a student about what it's like to be 
uh, cooped up at home with their family, you're going to get one flavor of quote. But I said, you know, I said to my, cause we're a week into it. And I said to my students, can you imagine the character of that quote six weeks from now? Because I, I believe that it would be a different story and a different tone uh, once this has persisted for a while. So I'll be really interested. And again, I'm not offering this critically at all, just more curiously, because uh, I, I love and respect your program to see kind of where you guys fall on that discussion, maybe a little bit further down the road. I'm not sure how you would react to that as, as kind of as the story develops, like is, is the story of right now the same as the story three weeks from now, right before you guys go back? Do you, do you have any thoughts on that at all, Kinley? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point. I think that's something we haven't really thought of um, because okay. I know for me personally, um, when the coronavirus all first started, I think um, when it became a little bit more serious and a little bit more of a reality for me, I think I fell into kind of this dark space in my life. But now as like the weeks have progressed, I've become a little bit more optimistic actually. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I guess it would be kind of interesting to see that contrast between um, the beginning to the end. Yeah, I know my kids, my students are holding out hope for prom right now, right? Which is supposed to be April 25th for us. Um, prom, among many other things, the spring sports season. Um, and I just feel like, again, just, just discussing this a little bit further, I feel like the story and their classmates' reaction to all of this, right now it feels like super inconvenient and weird and surreal but I feel like the kids in Kansas and Virginia who have literally been shut down f until next fall, like they would have the potential right now to to feel very differently about all of this, if, if that makes sense. Um, so, and again, I only offer that as an encouragement and kind of food for thought. I'll be really interested to see where you go with it. Emma, Kinley was talking about kind of being in a, in a dark place there, and I don't want to overstate it, but I've been really concerned with my own students' mental health. Have you guys as a staff uh, you know, been there for each other? Are you guys doing things uh, at all on, on Slack or Zoom as a staff to, to stay in touch? What does that look like on the daily, kind of taking care of each other? Yeah, so it is a really, you know, odd and, and hard and, and unprecedented time right now. And I think, you know, along with in your book and in all of my classes, just the positivity of communication between each other, you know, we're all going through it together. And um, I think just even as we're collaborating on, hey, can you interview this person on X, Y, and Z? And hey, like sure. even on GroupMe, like happy birthday to whoever it is. And, you know, just the small communications that we see, um, we use GroupMe through um, to connect our entire class. So um, just being able to see everyone's responses and stay in touch over this time has been really helpful. I know um, when we did, when they did um, broadcast the Crown Awards, we all connected on Zoom. And so we kind of experienced that as best as we could together in a way, in a way that's virtual and, that's and different. But we've been trying to be creative and just stay in touch, I think, is the biggest thing to make sure that, you know, no one's feeling alone and like everyone understands that um, we're all going through it together. So that's been our yeah. perspective, I would say. Kinley, you were talking about uh, one, one of you was speaking to, you know, being able to revise some spreads and, and do some replacement coverage at this late state, late stage in the game. Um, what 
have some of the story angles uh, shown up as? What, what, what are some of the story angles you guys have been pursuing um, on coronavirus coverage? Where are you seeing it in your community and, and how are you illustrating those those stories? Yeah, so um, we kind of actually talked about this a couple days ago with our advisor. And so um, the direction we're kind of taking it is we're, good, we're having two spreads on the coronavirus. Um, one's more of a timeline and then one's more in an, an opinion spread, um, more student voices. And then we have also talked about um, as far as one of our closing spreads, because initially we were supposed to have two closing spreads. Um, and we have talked about ter actually turning into one of them into like a senior recognition spread almost and dedicating that spread to our seniors for them to give their final words um, to high school if we're unable to go back or experiences our last few events as seniors. So that's kind of what we've done for Corona coverage. Yeah, we're definitely a school that does not do senior favorites and senior wills and senior this. I think I think there's a lot of um, overdone senior worship in a lot of yearbooks around America. That's my little soapbox thing. Um, but I'm absolutely with you on this is like this is just a weird, weird time. And if there's one thing that we could give our seniors like as a sign off and a way of, you know, make making their case or saying saying their piece uh, because they're missing you guys as a class or missing out on so much potentially. Um, I think that's a really, really smart idea. And I'm glad to hear that you're, uh, that you're pursuing that. How are you, uh, Emma, how are you reaching out to people for reporting and interviewing? What, what solutions have you guys found? Are you doing phone interviews or video interviews or, or what, what's working for you? So I think we've been doing, I would say a mix of everything. Just, um, I guess our biggest way of, knowing what's going on is just, I guess, being observant as journalists, whether it's through social media, whether it's the FaceTimes that we have with friends, whether it's our discussions online with our different classes. I think for me and for the rest of our staff being observant so that we can go get that picture that they may have posted on social media and, and text them and say, you know what, like, um, I know this is a really hard time. How are you adapting to this? How are you getting through it? Um, I think in an odd way, it's really given people something to, or a reason to reach out to others, whether it's through text, whether it's through a phone call. I think it has given our journalists and our staff a reason to, again, stay connected with each other and to realize and ask the question of, you know, how are you making the most of the situation? What are you, what are you doing at home to fill your time. And so I would say we would do that mostly through text and through through calls. Got it. And I put uh, Giada from uh, the Madrono yearbook at Pali uh, in California, I put her on the spot in the previous segment. Uh, so I'll do the same to you. And she she demurred and didn't want to uh, to give it up. Are you guys able to share the verbal theme of the black and gold this year? Or do you have to keep it under wraps? I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you guys keep the book secret yeah. secret at your school? We usually keep we the do book secret at our secret. school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So so okay, so I'll and, and Kinley, I'm gonna put this one to you and you've got full rights to to decline. Uh, I don't think many people at your school listen to this podcast <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> but I'm wondering if there are, if you guys have um have you have you noted any opportunities to tie the theme? Has the theme lent itself to 
this moment in your school's experience? Are there some connections that you've been able to make? And, and if you are willing, can you share what the verbal is? Yes. Um, so our theme, um, I guess I'll go ahead and tell it to you, if, Emma, if you have, <laughs> if you don't want me to, just let me know. Yeah, no, it's crazy because it, it ties completely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. If you're, if, and like I said, and all, all jokes aside, I don't think anybody at Rock Canyon listens to the podcast. So I think you're yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> the theme is um, what you make of it is our theme this year. And so, um, oh, yeah, man. it kind of ties perfectly into the crisis that we're seeing right now and um, kind of turning that situation into something. It's what you make of it. And like this time off could be something that really hinders you or it could be something that's really helpful and something really beautiful that you find unity and community with your family or people that you don't usually find community with. And I think that's kind of the route we've started to take. We actually talked about it on Zoom the other day about how perfectly this theme just ties into this whole situation. So it's been really cool to see how we're gonna tie it all in together yeah i mean that's just that's just straight up lovely i mean come on you know? <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you if if there was one singular uh phone call or staff meeting that you had that you that somebody had the aha of like holy cow this coronavirus like guys it's like it's what we make of it because i've been in rooms when that conversation has, hap has happened before when it like goes off like this knowledge bomb in your brain <laughs> um that that is I, so i i you, you said so already it was in the the zoom call or whatever you had with your staff I, that's just awesome you said it's it's what you make of it have there been any opportunities for you to go back to the closing have you guys already submitted that to final would you kind of name check uh this this event in the in the theme copy at all emma so we actually i don't know if it's purposefully or accidentally somehow our opening and our closing are always kind of the last things we do because our theme oh, absolutely. kind of no, that's what we should do. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. evolves throughout the year. So we um, hadn't finished that um, yet, and so our closing definitely. I think our opening still has the same concept as it's as it was opening the year. However, our closing, I think, has you know, it's changed a lot. Um, it's it's hard to even have a closing spread without it being dominated by what's happening right now. I mean, that this is the reality of how we're closing out our year. And so I yeah. think some of the hardest things that we've had to balance is, you know, how do we, um, I guess, make it not completely negative? Because it is really yep. hard when you're interviewing yep. people and it's, it's, you know, the hardest time of the year right now especially again for our seniors and for many of our athletes as well. Um, so I think we're still adapting the closing. Um, again, with our theme, it's what you make of it, but it's also kind of a part of it is what does it make you feel like, does this make you mad? And we're not afraid mm -hmm. to cover, you know, people who are really upset about this, which is valid and, and balancing that with, people who are, are making the most of it, people who are finding new hobbies and finding new new things to do. And um, just the balance of that, I think, is what our closing has evolved into, along with not forgetting to to close it off with, you know, the highlights of the year as well. Yeah, well, I think there's an inherent positivity in, in your theme as well. It's, it's absolutely in there. And I don't even think you have to say it as a, like a read between the lines, but like the situation stinks. We're all isolated at home. We've lost spring sports. We might lose prom, but there can be 
you know, maybe it's trite to say, but there can be positives in there, but there can be growth and there can be learning and understanding. And I think, I think you've really nailed that. I can't wait to see it and get a copy. I usually trade with, uh, with Rathbone. So I hope that, uh, whenever these books eventually come out, uh, I'm hearing, <laughs> you know, there's going to be delays and things, but it, you know, it's, it, it's going to come out. And I'll say to you what I, I said to, uh, either Giada or Kayla, I can't remember, but just to think, about, and I wonder if you have thought about, uh, Kinley, the responsibility that you guys have to finish this well and finish it right um, in that this might be one of the only normal things that the Rock Canyon kids get in their hands at the end of this year. Has that thought crossed your mind at all, that the yearbook could be a real anchor that way? Yeah, um, uh, MSA and I were actually talking about that the other day in that same Zoom call. We were talking about it, and I think there is that little bit of added pressure to make this book um, better than it ever has been before just because um, of how much joy that a yearbook brings on distribution day. We see it every year. Um, and I think yes. um, even if we don't have a normal distribution day this year, I think receiving that yearbook for someone would be maybe changing their perspective on a situation um, that doesn't seem like we're going to find the light anytime soon. So I think there is that little bit of added pressure. And I think um, for us as leaders, too, there's a little bit of added pressure to to bring that out of our staff as well. Sure. Our, yeah. Yeah. Our staff is um, struggling a little bit right now, I think, as far as finding that extra motivation to push through and finish that book, especially our new staffers. And so I think that as a leader, finding that within our staff, I think, is important as well. Yeah, I mean, we're struggling with that at Tesserae, too. Um, I, I work with awesome kids, and I know that your crew at Black and Gold is as well, but the the distance alone and just that separation that exists at the other end of a camera, it's hard to motivate and to, I mean, it's so much easier when you're face-to-face -face or you can lean over a shoulder or you can talk or you can, you know, hey, come on over here and sit with me over here. We've lost all of that, and so working through that, I know for me it's going to be an ongoing process to try to to figure out how to make it all work. I, uh, I'm so thankful, uh, Kinley and, and, and Emma, for you taking the time today. Tell me, uh, tell me something good about Ms. Rathbone. What do you guys just absolutely love about working with her? Kinley, I'm going to put you on the spot first, and then Emma, you can take it from there. What, what's great about Rathbone? Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> I like don't even know where to start. Um, so I've been working with her for four years. Um, um, as I as I was coming into high school as a freshman, um, I was actually really, really like painfully shy. <laughs> and um, as I grew throughout the publication, I think everything to her and to the yearbook as a whole to give me that extra confidence to actually be able to leave the lead the publication, which is something I never thought I'd be able to do. And I owe that all to her for giving me that extra push and confidence to know that I am capable and able and she just yeah i just love her <laughs> yeah she's just the That's best awesome emma i would say something that sticks out to me about rathman is just like as as painful as it is sometimes she will never ever let you do anything less than your best and she will never let us settle because she knows you know our potential and she knows what we've done before and something special about her is just i think she can see so much potential in her students and and she does she will push you until uh, until you cannot be pushed any further and just also like she's just an amazing human and she she cares more about um 
more than just the yearbook. She cares about the storytelling. She cares about her staff. And, you know, she's just been a role model for me. So she's a uh, she's a, a, an amazing, amazing advisor. And it's apparent to me in talking with the two of you that she works with some pretty amazing students, too. Emma Shea, Kenley Rex, co-editors in chief of the Black and Gold Yearbook at Rock Canyon High School in Colorado, advised by the marvelous Christy Rathbun, Silver Crown Award winners, pacemaker finalists finding their way through uh, the coronavirus. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me on the Yearbook Wise podcast today. Yes, thank, thank you, you so, so much for having us.